It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, my friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti here with you on a gloomy Monday Uh, The weather kind of sucks right now, and the uh, football kind of sucks right now, at least for the Panthers, because they are off another embarrassing loss the second time this season to the Atlanta Falcons. They go down to Atlanta and kept it close for the first half and then just got obliterated in the second half. Final score, Atlanta 40, Carolina 20. As this is now five losses in a row for the Carolina Panthers as they fall to five and eight. And that loss has officially, not not that there's really a chance anyway, because we talked about basically the thousand things that had to happen. But the Carolina Panthers are now officially eliminated from the playoffs after this loss. And it's just... It's just frustrating to watch this team. I mean, it's tough to say that this team's given up, but, man, it just looked ugly. I mean, this this game was only 13-10 to 10 at halftime. You know, they were hanging in there tough. Defense wasn't playing too bad. You know, they were... You know, the run wasn't, the run game wasn't, or the run defense, I should say, looked like it was doing pretty well. Devontae Freeman wasn't going completely crazy. But then the second half came, and it just seemed like the wheels completely fell off. Uh, Devontae Freeman was running tough. They they just couldn't stop anybody. Secondary just looks ridiculous. And one player in particular looked really rough, especially on a couple of touchdown plays, and that's Dante Jackson. And I think we have to touch on the the comments he made about the uh, basically calling out the play calling. And, you know, I, I understand the frustration of, you know, you're getting blown up and, you know, you might not agree with the play call. You know, there was a particular play where he talked about how the Panthers are sending everybody on the blitz, and he's basically saying you can't do that against a quarterback like Matt Ryan. You know, leaving these uh, leaving these corners on an island. But man, some of those touchdown passes, particularly the Calvin Ridley one, and then the 93-yard touchdown to Zacharias or Zacharias, however you say his name. Obviously, it's a kid that we've never even really known about going into this game. So honestly, I don't even know how to say his name. But that 
long touchdown pass. I don't know what Dante Jackson was doing on those plays. Um, well, particularly the the long pass play, the, the Calvin Ridley touchdown. I am curious what the play call was, or you know what the uh, what the design was, because it looked like you know Jackson's in the flat or kind of going into the the curl zone. And it just leaved Ridley wide open. It looked like you had two players there in in the curl zone because you had Shaq and you had Dante Jackson kind of connecting. But the uh, but it just left Calvin Ridley kind of on his own. So that's why I want to know like what the play call was. You know, was Dante Jackson in the right spot? Was Shaq in the right spot? You know, where was the uh, where was the miscommunication if there was any? that led to Calvin being that wide open for a touchdown. The long touchdown pass, I think it's just a matter of Dante Jackson simply got burnt. I don't think there's really any two ways about it. Dante Jackson just got embarrassed on that touchdown pass. And it's starting to, I'm already starting to see some questions now about the play of Dante Jackson and can he get better? And you start to wonder now, is this 2018 class holding the Panthers back a little bit. Dante Jackson has had a very inconsistent second season. You know, obviously a far cry from where he was as a rookie, where he played very well and had, what, I think four interceptions. He struggled this year. Of course, you've already cut your third-round pick in Rashawn Galden. So a a tough, tough spot. Just an, an ugly performance for most of the game again, especially in the second half. And in the end, 40 to 20 is the final. It's now five and eight for the Carolina Panthers. And again, they are now officially eliminated from the playoffs. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Before we kind of dive a little bit deeper into this game, and of course there's some other news we want to touch on too, including Shaq Thompson's contract agreement, and I think we got to touch on the report that came out about Cam Newton, or at least the speculation on Cam Newton. We'll do that and wrap around the rest of the NFL schedule, but before we get into that, I want to give you guys a shout out or give a shout out to some of our sponsors. I want to talk to you guys real quick about Spotify Wrapped. Hey, listen, if you're a Spotify listener, if you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live on tw- and on Twitter. And we will share and retweet. And you can do that for music, too. Just kind of tailing off. I did that the other day with uh, 
with my Spotify, and not ashamed to say that I'm a big country fan. A lot of country, listen to a lot of country music this this season, or all the year really. So not ashamed to say that Cole Swindell and Luke Bryan and guys like that are are my guys here. So, uh, but Spotify Wrapped, you can do that with Locked On Podcast as well, and then of course our friends over. At Blue Chew, this episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew ships and prepares direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when using our special promo code Locked On. All you got to do is pay the $5 in shipping. So, again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So, let's dive a little bit more into the numbers here of this game and again it was just an ugly kind of an ugly performance all around kyle allen goes 28 of 41 for 293 yards one touchdown and two pretty ugly interceptions both of which landed in the hands of demonte kz so rough outing for allen and you're seeing a lot on twitter now of People wanting to make the switch to Will Greer, and just just to kind of see what he has because you're five and eight, you're you're officially out of the playoffs. Doesn't sound like at least right now at this moment. Don't know if the Panthers are going to make that switch because it kind of ties into the whole. You know, the Panthers are down twenty seven with a few minutes left. Uh, they did score on that last drive though, of course, a rushing touchdown by. Uh, Kyle Allen. So unfortunately, it was a frustrating day for, well, not a totally frustrating day for Christian McCaffrey fantasy owners. He only had 53 yards rushing, but he did have 82 yards receiving on 11 catches. So that certainly helped if you're in a PPR league, but he did not score a touchdown as Kyle Allen kind of vultured the rushing touchdown at the goal line. But there was the whole, you know, Panthers being down by 27 with like five minutes to go. Again, they did eventually score on that drive. But it was interesting to see that all the starters were still in. And the, uh, Perry Fuel was asked about that. And he said it's, you know, he basically said it's about the competitive standpoint. You know, he just wants the players to keep fighting. Uh, he talked because they mentioned too about something that I had been talking about leading into the game about how you'd like to see some of these younger guys in these games and see what they have. Fuel said maybe they'll get game plans in 
maybe they'll get added into the game plan as, as the weeks go on. But for now, it sounds like he's just having his starters fight. Uh, I did mention someone like Christian Miller, maybe see what he had, but he was a, an inactive on Sunday. So I found that pretty intriguing. And that, that was your fourth round pick. So pretty interesting that your fourth round pick is an inactive. And I don't, you know, there wasn't anything, if I remember correctly, there's nothing wrong with him health wise. So rather interesting that he's a healthy scratch as a fourth round pick in week 14. I mean, obviously he hadn't been producing much on the field. He does have a couple sacks, but he's still a guy that I would like to see, you know, kind of get in there a little more just to kind of see what he has, get a better feel for him. But, you know, maybe the Panthers see something that we don't. We'll see over the last uh, three weeks. Uh, rushing wise, like I said, McCaffrey had 53 yards rushing on 11 carries. Kyle Allen, six carries, 24 yards, and that touchdown late. Curtis Samuel, three carries, 17 yards. Reggie Bonifant had one carry, and that was the second play of the game. And you didn't see him ever since, and that went for six yards. And then DJ Moore had a carry, but it went absolutely nowhere. Receiving-wise, McCaffrey still leading the charge, 82 yards on 11 catches. DJ Moore had 81 yards on four catches. Ian Thomas... Nice game out of him. Five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Now, he did bobble a pass that led to one of the interceptions. So, actually, yeah, one of the interceptions wasn't on Kyle Allen. The other definitely was. The ball just sailed on him. But Thomas bobbled the ball a little bit, and it ended up landing into the hands of KZ. But then the very next drive, I liked how they went right back to Thomas and ended up finding him for the touchdown. So it was nice to see Thomas with Greg Olson out, see Thomas get more involved in this offense because I still like the kid. I still feel good about the the future prospects of Ian Thomas and the future of the tight end position here. So at least these next couple weeks should give the Panthers more of a chance to get Thomas more involved and just kind of see what kind of things they can do with him. So it was good to see him finally find the end zone. Uh, Jairus Wright, four catches, 30 yards. Um, Don't really see numbers that high out of him. He's been rather quiet all season long. I mean, he only has about 250 yards this season, so he hasn't really been involved that much, but He was involved a little bit yesterday with the four catches. Curtis Samuel had just two catches for 25 yards. I remember one target. Allen completely overthrew Samuel, and it looked like he could have hit Samuel in stride if the pass was on point, but it wasn't there. Chris Manhurts had a catch for 11 yards, and Brandon Zilstra had a catch for uh, seven yards. Defensively, Shaq Thompson, 11 11 touchdowns, and of course he was fresh off the the contract extension that he signed with the Panthers. Four years, $54 million, could be $57 million with incentives. So a lot of money for Shaq Thompson, but certainly he uh, was having himself a pretty good year. 103 total tackles, three sacks. And, of course, he was a pending free agent, so Panthers did all they could to make sure that they did not let Shaq Thompson go. So, again, that came over the weekend. Shaq now walked into the Panthers through the 2024 season. So that's 
one one pending free agent taken care of. Obviously, you've got a whole list of others to take care of. I think one of the top players left on that list would be James Bradbury, the cornerback, and we'll you know look into that at some point too. Who should stay? Who should go? But Shaq Thompson going nowhere. Uh, Luke Keekley had eleven tackles. Eric Reed had eleven tackles, so they were kind of the the top dogs there on defense. Joey Sly had himself a perfect game. He he's been bouncing back nice. Two for two on field goals. Longest was forty six yards. Two for two on extra points. But you know they still got gashed by the run a little bit. Uh, Devontae Freeman seventeen carries, eighty four yards and a touchdown. Brian Hill nine carries, sixty two yards and a touchdown. Uh, the actually the leading receiver was Zacchaeus or however, however you say his name. Uh, it was only that one catch, but again, it was the 93-yard touchdown. Calvin Ridley had five catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Julio Jones, five catches, 66 yards, and it was kind of down from there. Austin Hooper, his first game back from injury, had 32 yards on two touchdowns. And uh, pass, you know, sack-wise, uh, they didn't. Did not get to Matt Ryan a whole lot. They sacked him just one time while the Falcons got to Kyle Allen five times. And that's that right there is, is a big difference in the game, too. You can't get pressure on the quarterback, especially someone like Matt Ryan, as Dante Jackson said. You're probably not going to win these kinds of games. And sure enough, this, like I said, especially in the second half where the Falcons just seem to run wild. They they blew it open. They ended up outscoring the Falcon or outscoring the Panthers twenty seven to ten in the second half. And of course that touchdown was a garbage time touchdown with about three minutes left. So again, final score, Atlanta forty, Carolina twenty, as the Panthers fall to five and eight and are now in danger of falling to last place in the NFC South. They're just a game ahead of the Pan or ahead of the Falcons who are now 4-9 and of course the Falcons now have the tiebreaker with the season sweep of the Panthers. So if the Panthers lose one more game and the Falcons can win another game, Falcons can catch the Panthers for third place and it would be kind of embarrassing actually too if uh if the Panthers were to fall to last place, but sure enough, that's where they stand right now. Uh, we'll touch quick on the, uh, the rest of the NFC South and touch quick on the, the Cam Newton stuff. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Casper, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL and using locked NFL at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-N-F-L at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. And if you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at Locked On Podcasts slash offers. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So real quick, the rest of the NFC South, the Saints, of course, were in that wild game against the 49ers, and it took... A Herculean effort from George Kittle on that fourth and two to get to get the the 49ers into Saints territory. And then of course the Saints got called for a face mask that put the 49ers in field goal range. But it was a wild game, arguably game of the year. Final score, San Francisco 48, New Orleans 46, as the Niners go to eleven and two and are now Back in the top spot in the NFC after the Seahawks lost on Sunday night. Saints are now at 10-3. and Of course, they've locked up the NFC South, but now they are sitting as the three seed in the NFC with the Packers also at 10-3, and and the Packers have a better conference record than the Saints. But, of course, the Saints can fall no further than number three because the NFC East champ will be no better than 9-7. and seven. So the NFC East winner is locked into the fourth seat. And then the Buccaneers. How about the, the last few weeks? The Buccaneers quietly putting together some good games. They uh, they rally late, score with uh, how much time was left? There wasn't much time left. A little less than four minutes left. Uh, Jameis Winston hits Brashad Perryman for 12 yards, and, and the defense holds the rest of the way. Tampa Bay gets the win over Indianapolis 38-35 as the Bucks go to 6-7 now, as that is now three wins in a row and four out of five for the Buccaneers. So not too bad. And they, could, and they have a good chance to make it four straight and five out of six because next week they head to Detroit and the Lions just look completely out of it right now. They, they have absolutely sunk, and it would not be surprising to me if Matt Patricia is out. But a nice run lately for the Buccaneers. So they can very well climb themselves back to 500 and get to 7-7 seven and seven with this win. So the NFC South standings now. You have, of course, the Saints have locked it up at 10-3. and three. Buccaneers at 6-7. and seven. Panthers at 5-8. and eight. And the Falcons at four and nine, and then the rest of the scores, real quick. Of course, Thursday night, of course, saw Chicago over Dallas, thirty-one twenty-four. Baltimore defeated Buffalo, twenty-four seventeen. That clinched the playoff spot for the Ravens, and it gives them a, a little more breathing room in the AFC playoffs, thanks to the Patriots. Uh, the Browns beat the Bengals 27-19. Packers over the Redskins 20-15. Denver over Houston in the shocking shocking result of the week, 38-24. Minnesota over Detroit 20-7. San Francisco over New Orleans, like I said, 48-46. Jets on a game-winning field goal as time expired. They beat the Dolphins 22-21. 
Chargers obliterate the Jaguars 45-10. Pittsburgh took care of Arizona 23-17. The aforementioned Patriots lost to the Chiefs 23-16. That clinches the AFC West for the fourth consecutive year for the Chiefs. And the Patriots are now 10-3. Ravens are 10-2. And, of course, the Ravens have the tiebreaker because of the head-to-head win a couple weeks ago. Tennessee pulls away from Oakland in the second half. They win 42-21 and are now tied with the Texans atop the AFC South at 8-5. And they play each other next week. And then Sunday night football saw the Rams beat the Seahawks. 28-12 to keep their playoff hopes alive. Tonight, of course, it's the Giants against the Eagles. So the playoff standings right now will start in the NFC. Again, the Niners now in first place or back as the number one seed in the NFC thanks to the uh, the Seahawks loss. You have the Niners leading the West at 11 and 2. Packers lead the North at 10 and 3. Saints of course have clinched the South at 10 and 3. And then the Cowboys lead the East at 6 and 7. It's like the old Sesame Street song, one of these things just doesn't belong here with Dallas at 6 and 7. Wild cards now Seattle at 10 and 3 and Minnesota at 9 and 4 and in the hunt for the wild card the Rams at 8 and 5 and the Bears are still floating around as well at 7 and 6. And then of course the only other team still alive for the playoffs would be the Eagles at 5 and 7 because they can win the NFC East. The Buccaneers at 6 and 7 were officially eliminated from the playoffs with uh with this loss because they cannot they cannot t- catch they can't catch the Vikings. They can tie them, but the Vikings would have the tiebreaker. So the Buccaneers are out. AFC Baltimore of course has clinched a playoff spot. They lead the North at 11 and 2 and they can clinch the North if they beat the Jets on Thursday. New England leads the East at 10 and 3. Chiefs locked up the West at 9 and 4. And the Texans have the tiebreaker over the Titans at 8 and 5. Wild cards right now Buffalo at 9 and 4, Pittsburgh at 8 and 5, and then of course Tennessee right in the mix at 8 and 5. The 6 and 7 teams are barely alive, but pretty much have to win next week to keep their hopes alive. That's the Browns, the Raiders, and the Colts. I mean, I, I believe they said, I saw the Broncos still have a, the Broncos are actually still alive at 5-8, and eight, but obviously they need a lot to happen if they're to make the playoffs. Week 15 schedule starts Thursday, like I said, with the Jets against the Ravens, where the Ravens can clinch the AFC North. In fact, they can actually clinch the number one seed if the Patriots and the Chiefs both lose. But that probably won't happen because New England is at Cincinnati. And I don't think the Patriots are losing to the Bengals. But the Ravens can clinch the number one seed as early as week 16 now. Well, again, technically week 15. But in all, realistically, they can clinch at week 16. Uh, the Panthers, of course, another uh, tough one next week against the Seahawks, especially with the Seahawks coming off a loss. So, good chance the Panthers will lock up another losing season next Sunday. 
Tampa Bay at Detroit, Chicago at Green Bay, Denver at Kansas City, Miami at the Giants, Houston at Tennessee, and Philadelphia at Washington. Those are the 1 o'clock games next week. 405 games on CBS, Cleveland at Arizona, Jacksonville at Oakland, and Minnesota at the Chargers. And then at 425 on Fox, we'll see, we'll see the Rams at Dallas and Atlanta at San Francisco. Sunday night next week features the two current AFC wild cards, the Bills and the Steelers. And then Monday night next week, it's the rematch of Super Bowl 44 as the Colts take on the Saints. And it's hard to believe next week is week 15. It's We have just three weeks left. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.